0: You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. This is Grand Design Podcast with DJ and Jerry Grant, as we link the chains of reason of sports, politics, and culture.
1: Grand Designs Podcast. I'm DJ Grand, and with me as always is my brother Jerry Grand. Hello again. Today we're going to be talking about Super Bowl, but not who scored what, what touchdown, and who got the MVP. We're going to go a little bit deeper in how it affects the culture. Before we get into that, you can always get in touch with us for Twitter at Grand Designs Pod. On Instagram, it's Grand Designs Podcast, and our website is GrandDesignPodcast.com. So, how has the Super Bowl affected our culture? Well, I'm one who believes that since it's gotten popular, it has adversely affected our culture. And I can even pinpoint the moment it happened, at least the start of the popularity. And that was the immaculate reception in the 1972 playoffs between the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Oakland Raiders. In fact, that started the Steeler-Raider rivalry. From then on in, it got progressively more popular. And it got away from the game. The game is no longer important. And it progressed into today where what's important is having the day off, having the holiday the next day, to be able to call into work, having a, a party. <laughs> um, also, uh, the, the commercials. The commercials became more important as well as the halftime show. So um,
0: the – pro Go ahead. Well, if you go back to the Pittsburgh Steelers, um, when it started, We actually started their dynasty in, in the late 70s. Yes. That's when it, see, that's when the offense has kind of changed. And then it went into the, the 49ers, early 80s, middle 80s, the West Coast offense. It's all about the offense and scoring. When the league shifted to more of an offensive game, you then seen the culture, and, it, as you put, accelerated into as it is today. So it's all about scoring, all about offense. Absolutely. Now, with the commercials, though, I think they've gotten worse, but people, a lot of people where I work with just watch it for the commercials. And now that gambling is legal, squares. Everybody had a good time with the squares. It had nothing to do with who was playing the game. It was all about the numbers that they got and how much money they could win. And it was fun for them that way. The bad part is we had the most call loss this whole year. Well,
1: that's the, the holiday thing. And I, I failed to mention the gambling, but the gambling's been on long, just it's now legal, but it's always been here. I mean, you always had your office pulls. And-
0: I forget how many prop bets there were on, on this Super Bowl. There gets more and more every single one. But as the game goes, as we go to from zero to we are 53 now. Now it's more about betting. It's other things than the game. It's not just the game anymore. Um I think in the late 80s, the pregame show went to six hours. Before that, it was a couple hours, like the Sunday games. It was just another game. Th- this is my point.
1: It's no longer about the game. And since you brought up the gambling, they were even betting on Gladys Knight and when she would say the brave the second time. Now that's absolutely well, ridiculous. Another
0: prop bet, just like the Gatorade Color. I mean, it just that, that's a, a ridiculous bet, too. Uh, who throws the first uh, interception, the first turnover. Uh, it, it's endless on these prop bets. And again, ridiculous. But gambling and how much money it generates, and here we go again, it's not about the game. It has nothing to do with who's going against each other. Although, we could get into, I kind of think that the NFL would rather have the Patriots, they're a draw, even though they're hated, which is why they're a draw, in that game.
1: I think they... I don't call it a conspiracy theory. I think they set it up. I really believe they did with what happened in the, the Saints uh, game and that non-call. And then even during the game last night, the, uh, the Rams had momentum. They got a defensive holding call against the Patriots, and the very next play, they get a holding call, and all of a sudden momentum is stopped, and the Rams are out of it. And I, I think they lost it right at that point, point. and I think it was the refs that interfered
0: and did that. Well, in upcoming podcasts, we're going to talk about officiating and we're going to get more specific how another ref, another league, but they were mandated to force a game seven. Now, the same thing here. And I, I can go back to the 1983 draft when it was Elway, number one in Marino. I forget what pick, but the Chicago Bears offered the Oakland Raiders or vice versa a trade. It was to get Elway. And they actually settled it. Then an official from the NFL went up to that office and basically nixed that deal. And the Bears had to go to the uh, Raiders and say, well, we, ma- we made a mistake. We thought it was all six players. When the Raiders offered him two sets of six, I mean, of three, I'm sorry, totaling six, one was Howie Long. The NFL literally manipulated the NFL draft. And they were upset with Dan Marino because he w- was literally the number one, number two pick going into that. But he actually made a mistake. He was drafted number one in the uh, USFL, the LA, I forget their name. He just went out there. It was a bathing suit. He was a judge for a contest and accepted that, you know, the whole number one press conference thing. And the NFL held that against him and took his draft pick. Well, the Dolphins ended up getting to number 26. Rumors went out about drugs. And they even interviewed my, – my information comes from Dan Marino's agent. And he kept a diary of the whole draft, what was going on. And he even talked to his roommate who was a Pittsburgh Steelers center. And the Steelers center said, they just – what are we talking about? He never did drugs. Never, ever once in his – when I was living with him in in, in Pittsburgh. So somehow that rumor went out there. But it gets back to um, mandating a certain scenario. The NFL literally picked where – and they were upset with Elway. How dare anyone say you're not going to go to the Indianapolis Colts and then go play for the Yankees. That just got everybody in a ruffled. And again, you're going back to the mid-'80s again when the 49ers were at rain, when everything started to take control where it really – the game left. It was the NFL calling their shots on the draft. Who was going to get what player? I really think they called it last night. I
1: really do. With the Saints, the St. Ram game, that non-call, blatant non-call right in front of the ref. I, why would you do that? I just don't think professionals. Well, There has to be a reason behind it. Now, it's, it's a conspiracy spec- type. Yeah, I hate, to, I hate to, but- to speculate,
0: but if you watch that highlight and the ref looking right at it, he owed somebody some money. <laughs> Something was going on. No, just like the NBA ref who got arrested. He got into gambling and he was throwing games. I wouldn't go that far, but it's possible. I don't know. I have no evidence
1: to say that. But what I do think, and this is speculation that the NFL came down and said, we want to to give the the Patriots the best possible chance to win. Maybe not actually force them to win, but they want to give them the best possible chance to win. And
0: the Rams did that. Well, um, I think have the Saints, but again, this is, again, it's because you just don't know. Again, I don't want to get into who won the game, but the Patriots defense, what was that defense all year? And then all of a sudden this game, it shows up. I think a little bit was what we talked about in uh, uh first time when they're in the championship games, that rookie kind of awestruck. Jared Goff, was from the beginning, he was, he was just starstruck. I mean, even Todd Gurley. There's a whole other thing with him not playing. But I kind of really think that the NFL kind of knew that Brees and the, and the Saints they wouldn't be awestruck.
1: Oh, they would have a better chance of, of winning, and, and well,
0: it would have been a better game. I was thinking, they the, watching that game. It would have been a better game with the Chiefs playing the Saints that, both, that both, both teams.
1: No, either way, I think even if even if just. The, the Saints played the Patriots, it would have been more competition. It wouldn't have been a boring game like it was. Last, last, last night's game was one of the most boring Super Bowls that I've watched in my well,
0: lifetime. Statistically, you know, we don't talk about the stats, but yeah, it was. I mean, three points, and, and this team, the Rams, scored an average of 33 points throughout the whole year. That right there should be, you think about another conspiracy. How does a team score 33 points average the whole year, and then the game, the Super Bowl, only three? It's never happened ever in the history of the Super Bowl,
1: ever. Maybe McVay, the coach, right? Maybe. McVay? Maybe it's because they were they were texting with uh, Belichick throughout the season, and he knew what was going down, Belichick. That
0: is, uh, no, I I agree. But if we get back into where it actually took over to where Super Bowl parties back in the '80s, maybe. not that much. I mean, it started I think maybe '83 with the Redskins and Raiders. Then you start having the parties. Um, again, the six hour pregame shows, the prop bets got worse and they were more and more every single year and next year there'll be more than it was this year. It's turning into like a commercial kind of that whole, it's a show.
1: Oh, it is a commercial and we can get into the, the prices for the commercials. It's just outrageous. But it, my well, problem with the whole thing, the, the theme of today is it's no longer about football. It, the Football doesn't matter. What matters
0: is all all the glitz and glamour that surrounds the game. I think the NFL um, wants to give a good product, and they're literally manipulating. Uh, an example of that would be uh, the the passing. You, people say that Tom Brady's the GOAT because he only won are, now it's six Super Bowls. I don't think in the 80s Tom Brady could pass for the yards he's passing now. Same thing for Matthew Stafford. Back in, go in the 70s when the Raiders, you stick them. They would destroy the receivers. They would wipe them out. There was no pass interference. I mean, it was play. It was football.
1: Let's go back to the NFL. Manipulating the rules. Just like the, the tuck rule.
0: That was. Well, now, you know, there's a good example of at that time, Al Davis was suing the league. And you got to watch the actual 30-30 Jerry Rice. You got to listen to Jerry Rice where he recites the rules, that whole review. And the rules would be three minutes. After three minutes. It goes back to where whatever the rest called in the field because it wasn't conclusive. Talking about the video re- review now, Of right? Of the tuck, correct. That tuck rule took nine minutes. Now, Jerry Rice and all of the radio, now this is a one-sided, but they're all saying that Tagliabue, which was before Goodell, was up in the booth saying, you call that the tuck rule. We'll make a new rule for it tomorrow. And lo and behold, the next day it was called the tuck rule pragmatism rears its ugly head I mean, again that's exactly what that is bring up john gruden and john gruden will take to this day that that was stolen from him that that super bowl was stolen because of that game with brady and the tuck rule fortunate enough here we go with the patriots again they just happened to be there but again al davis was suing the nfl and this goes back to where al davis was suing the nfl back in the 80s and it was uh now i forget his name before tagliaboo i i I'll, I'll, I'll remember it as we go Rosen Rosal? I
1: don't know Pete Roselle. There Roselle.
0: you go. Thank yeah. you. He had a problem with Al Davis because they were asking Al Davis, um, "Why didn't you da- draft Dan Marino?" And because he loved passing the ball. And basically, what Al Davis came out and said, "I had nothing to do with that draft. I was off doing litigation." And the GM for the Raiders basically drafted some guy. Drafted some guy named Dan something's left guard, and he makes fun of him, calls him Marino now because they should have drafted Marino. But we're going back to where the rules. And the game are clearly manipulated to give a product to the viewers, because now we get into the commercials because we haven 't got the viewers of the parties, what good are the commercials? What were the money that they charged? Well, this year,
1: the charge was outrageous it was um, it was five and a half or five million fifty thousand. For for a thirty second spot, so for a full minute, it's it's ten million dollars, and when you compare that to the first year, nineteen sixty seven, forty two thousand dollars, that's just I mean it's exploded, and that's what's become important now. Not not who wins, not even who's the best team. It's how much how much revenue. And I'm a capitalist. I'm all for making money, but I think they're just exploiting the wrong. Well,
0: there's coning capitalism, I think, as you put it well would you would you call it crony capitalism?
1: I call it exploiting the the masses right now i what I call the Super Bowl is a weapon of mass distraction. It's distracting the the masses from what's important, what the government's doing, what's going on in our culture what uh, like look, look
0: yesterday, all they cared about was the meaning of this game well, look at the saints fans the, the, they're actually um jumping off cliffs, committing suicide over that game it's uh what was the attorney? That, that sued the. Uh, oh, it was a class action suit, and one of the uh, reasons for the suit was loss of enjoyment of life. Well,
1: it gets worse than that. I mean, talk about uh, the distraction. Even the government was distracted when they go on the Senate floor the, and they bring up the, the, that that lack of call. It, it's distraction, and it's going against what's more cool. important. Even building the wall, which may or may not be a good thing, uh, or or and in the shutdown. Is it that more important or is it talking about an NFL play? And that's I where mean, there's the distraction. It's gotten
0: too far because now you got senators taken into the government. where The government's going to step in and say replay the game?
1: Well, the Louis- Louisiana governor, and I forget his name, he came out and said that he's demanding that the NFL d- does replay now. And um, that's going to open
0: such Look, a can of worms with replay coming in. That whole replay thing, uh, that could have turned the game last night. It could have seriously turned the game because— the uh one pass for Brandon Cooks he catches the pass he dropped it he catches it it's a touchdown whole new game now they didn't call interference but they want to basically give a next year a coach what they call a pick a pass interference challenge now you go back and play that in slow motion it looked like he grabbed his arm so with that slow motion now and it's clear and evident because it's slow motion they can see him grab his arm the game now just changed it did but that doesn't that doesn't it doesn't solve the problem of the non-call. Because how how can
1: you throw a flag on a non-call? I mean, the non-call is
0: still going to be there. They didn't call it. You can't throw a flag when it's something that wasn't called. That's the problem, and we're going to get into this next (laughs) week. But a non, the Lions are going to get killed by this, and you better watch what you pray for because you just might uh, get what you're wishing for.
1: Well, what I meant by the can of worms is it's going to slow down the game tremendously. I mean, it's worse now because of the commercials, but the Super Bowl would have been so slow because... They didn't call a single defensive uh, um, penalty against the Patriots until the fourth quarter. That
0: is impossible. Those guys— Well, there you go again. Every, they say every play there's a holding. Now, I... so therefore, you can challenge a non-call and get that a touchdown. And you go back to the Chiefs game when the uh, Patriots went ahead. Andy Reid could have thrown a flag, a challenge, because there was holding on that line. Is gonna, here we go again. There's the gonna be a in
1: every single play. Well, they're gonna have to limit how many times you can throw a flag.
0: Well, well now again, it's all speculation. Again, I think we should wait to discuss it when they really make it official and we get into our officiating. Well, that's the can of worms part. <laughs> but uh, it is if you are not correct in your call, if they don't agree with it or they don't find your challenge, you get fined or penalized. So it, it's it, yeah, it's yeah. So another. if I can
1: afford. If I can – if I'm a rich team and I can afford it, and therefore, are, I'll just – I can go ahead and – And they all are All rich. day
0: long. Just like with the commercials. What was the first commercial yesterday? I missed it. Was it the NFL 100? Oh, no, no, no. The, I saw that one towards the
1: – that was the best commercial of them all, but that was towards the uh, – the, the, I was in the third quarter. Because
0: that was the NFL that's actually giving themselves or giving the TVs because the TVs are paying big money to the NFL for these contract rights, and that's how they charge so much money. And the NFL just paid that, that, that chunk. For that recognition. And it wasn't well worth it because it was a good commercial. But it goes down to where they're using their own medium, which is why they want to basically – they want to give a product. And they're manipulating this product to the masses. I have no problem them buying their own time. I really don't. My problem no, is No, I think that it's that genius, but it's another part of them using their own means um, to, to actually promote the game within itself. And they, they did it a fun way. But what I'm saying is it goes back to where I, they're manipulating. They're putting in their little things in like telling the people – it isn't about the score you know it's, it's about the party it's about the prop bet I totally agree and I totally agree. I think the more controversy they have with these officials, the more tension they get okay. and the more they like it because negative controversy uh or attention is just that attention
1: and yeah, they get a lot of it yeah and it also pisses a lot of people off. Look at this. Look at New Orleans. Look. At, I mean, they had a they had a parade. But they took it too seriously.
0: That's going beyond. Wait a I minute. Mean, isn't
1: this whole point of this podcast of, of
0: them taking it too exactly. seriously? Exactly. It's not a game anymore. Exa- yes. Yes. So,
1: I, but the, the, the New Orleans fans, they, they had a parade protesting, <laughs> a parade protesting the results and, and calling the, the Super Bowl illegitimate, which may or may not be the case, but they that's it. going too far.
0: They got to let it go. They, they have, they, this they is learn. my point. But there are more important things. That's what they're worried about about literally their life, as that attorney said, their loss of enjoyment of life because the Saints lost because of a call. when I mean, you can go back into they lost the game many other ways than just that one call. But again, we're going back to the Super Bowl. When was when did they start with the halftime shows, the extravagant halftime shows? Because again, here we go with a, a changing moment. I don't. Back in the day, it used to be just a band, like a college band or a high school band, a couple songs each, and that was it. Back when I, when I was a kid, I don't even remember the halftime being that important. It was a band I mean, back in the. It was a high school with the, band
1: with the Pittsburgh seals like I talked about. High earlier, school band, yeah.
0: There was nothing. It wasn't that important. It was their usual thirty, whatever, fifteen minute evaluation of the game and well, back to it again.
1: Well, that blew up with the Janet Jackson, Justin Timberlake uh, wardrobe
0: fiasco, and then that's. But when, before that, I think they had the Rolling Stones. Yeah, the, that the started who, it off, They had the and Who were, as well. Yeah, the, and that was on there. But, that's when it kind of here we go to now an entertainment halftime. It's not a game. It's an elaborate halftime show now, and I didn't even watch it last night, but was it good or was it bad? Did you watch it? (laughs) I do. I'm not a Maroon 5
1: fan, but uh, I think – and we're going to talk about Maroon 5. I think he was a coward because half of the – I'm not saying social justice is necessarily a legitimate concept. I think it's an invalid concept. However – the reason he he was walking both worlds, saying that oh I I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the social justice and not have a press conference, but I'm still gonna play the game. Now in every instance, in every issue, there's three sides. There's right and wrong, and and then there's the middle, and the middle is always evil. And I think that's what what Adam Levine did uh, uh, yesterday was he walked the middle instead of taking a stand. Either way, I'm not saying which is right, which is wrong, but he should have took a stand and not played to both. And there's my problem with Maroon Five.
0: I think they were the NFL's third or fourth choice. Cause people would turn them down left and right. So they realized that they're in a, a unique situation. They, get, they can go well, on. See, this is
1: my point. He was trying, he was trying to, to pony up to the social justice people. And at the same time saying, no, no, I want the, I want the notoriety. I want I want the popularity of playing in that gig. And he was trying to ha- walk in both worlds. And that was my problem with him. I mean, besides, I, I, I'm not a fan of his music. That, that doesn't matter. It's, it's, I just,
0: I wish he would have picked. Picked a side, but it wasn't going along with the same thing Kaepernick does. Almost the same kind of thing.
1: Well, no, because he actually didn't. Pr- I, I, look, I'm not saying that Kaepernick is right no, or wrong. I I'm saying that. Uh, what I'm saying is he should have either picked Kaepernick's side, which is the side that said all uh, Cardi B and all them um, didn't show up, refused to come. He should have picked that side because that's what he tried to do with not having the press conference. He was trying to pick that side, but then at the same time saying, "Oh no, but I'm still going to play the concert." He was walking both both You have his cake and eat it, too. Yeah, yeah. And absolutely irrational. And that's the evil part. You can't have your cake and eat it, too. I do see how he can judge somebody based on that, but that's a different issue. Right.
0: But unfortunately, the, the, that's the whole entertainment thing when it comes to now the, uh, the NFL and picking these halftime shows. It's that whole product it isn't about the game anymore. It's a halftime entertainment it's a spe- value. It's a spectacle. I still can't figure out because the halftime – uh, it kind of gives the teams more of a time to adjust, which you know, in the regular season, it's just twelve minutes. They go in, they got to look at the films and get back out. That's a lot more. It's a lot. What was it forty five minutes yesterday? I mean, oh, for a halftime show, come on, that that's a little bit ridiculous. So again, Absolutely it's, it's right. a concert type show inside a football game. Well, on a side note,
1: I can't believe that Peter wasn't all up in arms about uh, was a big boy and, and yes. that, that fur coat when he, he was wearing. Unbelievable! How come there was no red paint thrown on him?
0: That's that's a good question. Where was Peter? Because uh, anywhere else, uh, somebody gets a wet can of paint, correct? For anywhere, any kind of fur.
1: I, I don't get it. I don't know, understand why there's no outrage on that. I don't get it. But I, I they let it go. So not saying that's right. Not saying it should have been thrown
0: on it, but they throw it in every other instance. But with this, with the Maroon Five and the half the halftime show, it has turned it into where it's on the verge of an American holiday.
1: Well, I think it is an American holiday. It it absolutely is an American holiday, based on the fact that they party so much they have to call in the next day. The NCAA NCAA had
0: the number one call in sick. Now it's the Super Bowl, the Monday after. Yeah, and you have people literally saying that it should be a national holiday. They should not have to work after the Super Bowl. I mean, they're they're not joking. They're serious. They do not want to come in and 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 worse off with pay. They want to get paid. They want to watch the game. Party, whatever it is, get, get drunk, hangover, can't come the next day, and
1: get their pay. Doesn't it speak volumes exactly what I said? It's it's a weapon of mass distraction. It, the whole our whole country is distracted by. It. It's just a game. You, I mean, you're gonna when you wake up the next morning, you're still gonna have to go to work. No matter if you're a Patriot fan or a Ram fan, you're still gonna have to go to work. You're still gonna, have to go to you're still gonna have to feed your kids. It doesn't matter in the wide scheme of things. Okay, the, yeah. To these people, it matters the, so much.
0: The NFC Championship was what two weeks ago. And have the Saints gone back to work yet? <laughs> the fans? I mean, Drew oh, Bates, they,
1: they had to. And, uh, the ones who were living paycheck to paycheck, they had to. They may not have liked it. It might have felt like a hangover to them, but they had to go back to work. And, and I, it didn't, my point is, it didn't change that, that, that grueling grind that of going well, back to I work. I agree, you but still they still had to do
0: it. I think they still called in sick. So, they, they were miserable. They on suicide watch. Well,
1: doesn't that say something? That you're miserable over a game? That's, I mean, I'm a sports fan. But I'm not miserable over a game. You move but, on.
0: Again, I, I, we're not taking it as seriously or as I don't want to say non-seriously. That's as the problem. What the fans today they're
1: taking a game more serious than it should be taken.
0: It's just a game. It's and but th- is that what the NFL wants though? I'm I sure think it, that's that doesn't what, make it that's right. The whole I'm sure it's exactly crack. what they want. I'm not saying it makes it right, but here we go with the pragmatism from our first show. That's exactly what the NFL is doing right here. Well, the they, end of event justifies the means, and the means or the, the end is complete popularity when I was growing up, baseball was the number one sport not not football that has changed dramatically now at the same time. I think it was the hits and the offense that brought the popularity, but then they got the business part where they just brought in like um the manipulating of all of the the drafts the games the refs I'm, I wouldn't we'll talk about it in another episode, but mandating a certain team favored to go into a certain uh, conference championship in the playoffs because that's a bigger draw.
1: It's all about the money. And like I said, I'm a capitalist. I don't mind making money, but I want to do it honestly. No, that's an the assumption. hard work.
0: I can't prove it, but what I can go back is I have an interview with an ex-NBA ref who basically came out with there was a mandate and made it uh, public, and the NBA never came out and disregarded it that they, want, they forced a game seven for a certain series we'll talk about later. My point bringing up now is if the NBA did it, the NFL could very well it's, – it's no different. Oh, they could. It's the same thing. Oh, they thing. could.
1: And it, when it turns it into the WWE, it's now – it's it's all pre-planned. Predicted. And that's and – no matter what – they may be athletes, but it's not an athletic endeavor. It, when it's pre-planned, it's a dance. It's not well, an athletic endeavor, and that's the problem. It's no longer becoming – it's a sport.
0: It, WWE is recognized for being athletes, even though it is just at a dance. And it's the same thing here. It, it's a dance, and these recognized as skilled athletes who are going out there and doing things it's that most that. people can't do.
1: It's becoming that. Look, um, Odell Beckham, that catch. I mean that that's not a dance. That's what I no, that's, that's what I watch it for because that's showing human achievement. I mean that's that's the pinnacle of human achievement. What the human body can do. I mean, look, Terry Bradshaw, even though. He didn't thread a needle. He thought he did, and the immaculate reception, which it all started off, and that when uh, Franco Harris came and picked it up,
0: that is the, what the human body can do. And go back to that, and the Oakland Raiders will still say that was an incomplete pass. So even it happened back then, or well, not in the notoriety because of the media too. The media is all up in it. It wasn't that big back in the seventies. I mean, even though, yeah, the, the Raiders and Tatum and John Madden, they're still sick to the day about that. It's a technicality.
1: was an incomplete pass. If it was, I think Tatum, I watched it slow motion six different times. It was a fuzzy reception because it was from 1972. But... I saw Tatum
0: hit the ball. I never, ever saw the Pittsburgh Sealer receiver hit it. But from that play is when it really took to where they complained just like the Saints are now. Again, the media wasn't out there, so it wasn't a big deal. It wasn't nationwide. The internet wasn't. ESPN wasn't out then. I mean, I think if we had ESPN and the internet, it would have been a big deal.
1: No, I think it was a big deal because that's what started. I mean, it became a big deal because the Immaculate Reception turned everything That was the, the fuse. NFL. No, I completely agree. Exactly. It started the rivalry with Oakland and Pittsburgh. I mean, Oakland became the bad Raiders because of that. They, they felt like they were ripped off in that game.
0: And it was all defense. And then here comes the 80s and the 49ers with the uh, West Coast offense and scoring. Back before that, it was all defense. So it gets into where now the NFL is literally, it's almost like they're leading the rabbit with the carrot. With the fans, because they're literally manipulating them to what they want them to watch, what they want, what the NFL wants, what the fan wants, what the NFL wants. Well, and the with, fans are buying
1: it. With the Patriots, I I can not disagree. I, I especially with with the scandals, with with the the Spygate, with uh, with
0: Inflategate. I kind of think that's a part of it, though. Because I know. That's my point. They're, they're, they're making up. They're saying we're sorry because they – Goodell, he took that deflate gate to the T. I mean, how, well, New England and Kraft even came out. And how many times did Brady get attorneys to squash a suspension? It was only a four-game suspension. They took, what, three seasons to have it implemented? And I think this is a – I'm sorry because he, he, took, he took Brady and – How many um, of the media went after Goodell for making Brady look bad, even though all the evidence was that he wanted those balls inflated? He's a cheater. Here we go back. Why would they? If they're known cheaters, why would they reward them instead of punishing them? Well, I think it's more profitable for the
1: NFL. The NFL, I think it's about money. Like they, it's whatever will make like, them the most money. And that's why they they wanted the Patriots to do what to have the best chance to win. I really don't think they they WWE'd it. They they choreographed it all out. But I really think they wanted the Patriots to have the best chance to win, and they got that. They they got exactly that by playing the Rams and not having that call. Right, with but they the they had. Saints.
0: Yeah, but they had two big market cities in in the Super Bowl, and that's what I'm getting at. They want big market cities. The little market cities, I'm. Um, uh, they don't want that. Not going to sell. Not going to get that many viewers. Won't be that interest. You've got these organizations now with the Cowboys and the Patriots and the Steelers. The fans want to see those. The other small markets. And I'm going back to my referee uh, that basically said the small, the big market team. We have to get into the next round. And it was, it was a game six and game seven was coming up with the big market team was behind and we had to get them in the next round because it's because they were a big market team. Now, why would a big market mean more than a little market? Money. Money. Absolutely. So I think the NFL is engaged in the same thing that they're, you know, they're not we playing it out, but they're saying big market versus small market, which the little guy is all. And NFL also gives everybody an equal amount of this TV contract. So the, the lions, even if you, they did not put one person in the stands the Fords are making money off the TV contract. So they're spreading it out to making them all the, all the little market teams happy. I mean, it's even, like a mafia. You they'll play even, along. You get they'll, even, money. they'll throw them a bone by saying, hey, if you give them a new stadium, if you voters of the city, if you vote a new stadium, we'll give you a Super Bowl. And they follow that up with Minnesota and Detroit Super Bowl, where they complain because it's cold and they'll never do it again because they're always in Miami or San Francisco or Arizona, uh, Atlanta, a dome team down south. That's, that's where the games are at. But once again, if you go back to all the matchups, they're big market um, cities. Not many small markets make the Super Bowl. What does that tell you? And then you look at some of these calls that are made. Well, I, I thought
1: the, the the officiating was absolutely sad last night. I it was so one sided. I mean, I was trying to be objective as possible, but when you're not calling anything against the Patriots, I knew it something just was so up.
0: Bad in the beginning when the Rams blew up a screenplay, blew it up, clean tackle in the backfield, and they called a penalty on the wrong guy. The guy that they the tackled them didn't do anything. The guy that they called the penalty on, they showed the replay, he didn't do anything. It was a phantom call. And that changed the whole complexion of the drive. That would that play upheld, it was third and sixteen. Now it's a first and ten. So right then in that first quarter, that first drive, I was skeptical. Something was a foul. Oh, I agree. I agree. I it was disappointing. It was absolutely disappointing to to see that, but at some point, I think it's happening. It's going to go down. It's going to take a turn to the to the worse. It's not going to be always up.
1: Well, actually, viewership is starting to decline. Even last year, um, it's last year the Super Bowl Fifty Two featuring the Patriots and and the Eagles, hundred averaged one hundred and three point four million viewers, according to Nielsen ratings, and it declined seven percent from two thousand and eighteen. I think, and see that could be because of the protests, because of the the Colin Kaepernick thing. You mean that, last year's game? Yeah. Okay. Well, I think it's it's even this year. But I mean,
0: this year's game is going to get even worse because that, that was the worst boring even, game. Even, see, it's going to go down even worse in the ratings. Plus the protest. I think the
1: protests have a lot to do with it. A lot of people are shunning the NFL because of the the, the national anthem protest and, and not respecting Colin Kaepernick.
0: So how does the NFL fix that I mean, next year with the teams that they basically manipulate into their own little scenario? I'm not sure you can over one year. It's going to take time.
1: I think it's it's a brand thing, and I really think that their brand has been damaged by
0: by Colin Kaepernick. Correct, and over the next couple of whatever four or five years, they start. Well, eventually, the big market about teams
1: it. mass distraction again. They'll forget about it, uh, and
0: they'll they'll be back. For example, I would predict that New Orleans gets a Super Bowl in the next couple of years. Why? Because make they got them happy. Off. Make yeah. them exa- Yeah, make them happy. They have, it, they have it coming back to it. It's almost like the hockey thing where if you get one penalty in the playoffs, you're going to get your makeup call coming very, very shortly after. And I really believe that the NFL, because I think they were doing that in the, for the Rams. Everything was going. I couldn't believe what I was. That one penalty was against the Rams, and it shouldn't have been. It's almost like the NFL was penalizing the Rams for what happened two weeks earlier for that non-call. And again, it's officiating. But I think they dictated, and it came right right out from the beginning, and it looked like it was out against the Rams. That's a bad look, and not many people picked up on that. There's a majority of the people, expect, especially Patriots fan, that, oh, that was an awesome, officiated game. They did it right, and they're blinded. Wow. It's all about the, the Super Bowl and winning. That's all they care about.
1: Well, it's about the color of the, the threads of their and uniform they're wearing because that's what matters. Lion the, fans would have done the same thing. If
0: the Saints go to the Super Bowl next year, do you think they're going to whine about this year? They'll be all forgotten about, and they'll be happy. Yeah.
1: So there's a
0: prediction that I'll make. Just pay attention the next year to see if the Saints end up in the Super Bowl. Breeze's last year almost. He's about to retire. It would just – I mean it would really be funny if they got in even the next couple years. I was thinking
1: the Rams are going to – they're going to try to give the Rams a break. But you could be right. You could be right. It's going to go the Saints' way. Because
0: the, they, well they already came out it's early it's just like they do the early odds for the college but they came out with next year's uh, and the Patriots aren't even favored It's the Chiefs they're giving the Chiefs a six to one out one out of six times to win it the next three Rams Patriots and Saints well so the Saints we, have a go, shot, we can see but I would not be surprised if the NFC is represented by the Saints next year well we'll we'll find out next year when that comes around and next week
1: we'll be talking about the refs because I think there's something very fishy going on with the referee and, and the officiating in all, across all sports NFL NHL NBA and it needs to be discussed
0: the, and the, well the NBA is one we're going to really discuss but next week we're going to dive into it to where yes these refs and it's not the refs I'm, we're going to actually focus the blame on it's going to be the uh, commissioners the uppers of the league the ones that run it that are given the mandates to make sure this certain team gets into this certain game well
1: part and I think at least in the context of the NHL the problem is the refs and we, we can talk about that next week, but uh, th- th- that's – I think it's going to be more – the refs ha- have some kind of responsibility here. Anyways, once again, you can get in touch with us at uh, – for Twitter, it's at Grand Designs Pod. Uh, for uh, Instagram, it's Grand Design Podcast, and our website is GrandDesignPodcast.com. Grand Design Podcast, who are you listening to?